Good morning, listeners, and you're welcome to this week's Ag Report. I'm Jim Finn. Now, later on in the programme, I will be talking to two, uh, sorry, not to two, but to four auctioneers from across the county with regard to how uh, land is selling, houses are selling and cattle are selling uh, across the county. And my final guest this morning will be Michael Griffin. And Michael is the chairperson of Upper Church Drumban, GAA. And if you want to win a tractor, you only have another six weeks to go out and buy uh, a ticket for that particular tra- tractor because the draw is taking place on uh, the 4th of March. But my first guest this morning is Padraig Costigan. And as you know, Padraig is a dairy advisor with Chagas here in the county. As a matter of fact, he's stationed up in Nina. Good morning, Padraig. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, how are you? Okay, you're back with me again. Now, you and I were going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, getting cows out of grass and what farmers have got to do, and particularly dairy farmers, and we're going to be talking about this morning, uh, to do over the next six weeks or so. So what advice would you have to the farmers listening to us this morning, Padraig? Yeah, thanks, Jim. Yeah, so I suppose uh, the thing we want to get going at this stage is I suppose the grazing season is kicking off, so we want to get grass growing. So I suppose we want to put particular emphasis again on, on, on good use of slurry um, just to, to, to get people back into the, the zone as well. I suppose slurry, we place an awful lot of emphasis on slurry when fertilizers a thousand euros a ton, like we're valuing a thousand gallons of your typical slurry at 50 euros per thousand gallons, so your typical two and a half thousand gallon tankers. It's uh, 125 euros worth of, of slurry. So um, we want to make the best use of it. Um, and I suppose we're promoting, again, dribble bar, trail and shoe system to get it out. And I suppose trying to get as much slurry out when grazing conditions are, or ground conditions are good, we should say. And looking forward at the weather, um, we're not going to be growing huge amounts of grass. But soil conditions are, are ground conditions are good. Soil temperatures are, are getting there. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a good opportunity to get it out. So we'd be emphasising, I suppose, on as much as the grazing platform as we can, getting out two, two and a half thousand gallons of slurry. So we're probably getting out nine units in a thousand gallons. So we're getting 20, 25 units of nitrogen out there. Um, so getting about chemical fertiliser on that for the moment, because with two, two thousand gallons of slurry, we have the amount of nitrogen that the plant needs for the next for the next uh, few weeks anyway. So we're ignoring nitrogen out there. Um I suppose recycling slurry, the thicker, better slurry, maybe onto the silage ground. And we see that with, with soil samples coming in. Like typically, without knowing soil sample results, use soil sample farm today, I can tell you the two driest fields nearest to the farm yard will have sky high levels of P and K. And, and that's understandable. And they need to find a home for slurry in a hurry in January. They get it out, dribble bars going in these days. Brilliant job was probably putting out excess nutrients on the driest fields. We need to get that nutrients out on silage ground. Typically, that's probably a couple of miles away, but it needs to go out there. Um, the problem with the slurry on the grazing ground is that it's brilliant to grow grass, but we're putting out an awful lot of K in the slurry out on the grazing ground, and it doesn't need that, that amount of K potash to the, the, gra- the silage ground that needs the potash. So I suppose that's the second thing, getting slurry out. And number two, where we're putting it. So we'd love to get a better quality slurry out on the silage ground, getting out that K levels on the silage ground um, and maybe more dilute slurry onto the onto the grazing platform. Um, 
and that's where we are at the moment. Um, looking at lime as well, getting the lime out where it's required, um, targeting it as well. Um, I suppose moving on to the fertilizer then, um, we don't have slurry going out on all the ground. We're targeting chemical fertilizer and so the product of choice would be protected urea. Um, going with your expensive compounds, 18, 6, 12, 10, 10, 20 this time of the year, they'll do a job, but it's, it's high risk because you're spending an awful lot of money on a small amount of fertilizer and if the weather doesn't come right, um, you're wasting a lot of money. Um, so I suppose protected urea is a safer product to use at this time of the year. Um, again, small amounts, less than a half a bag to the acre on the ground that hasn't got the, the slurry. Um, with soil temperatures 6, 7 degrees, we're probably just about getting there um, growth-wise. But again, common sense as well. If there's a lot of rain in the forecast, forget it. Um, if you can't travel or if it's wet land or cold land or late land, as we call it, there's absolutely no point in putting out chemical fertilizer on that land either. You won't get a return. So it's your good perennial ryegrass swarts that you're going to get a response on getting getting fertilizer out on there. So that, that, that's where we are with fertilizer for the next few weeks, I think. Yeah, and and when should a farmer now? You, you, we're talking about chemical fertilizer. We'd say somebody that has uh, covered most of his platform with uh, slurry, uh, you know, in the last week or week or so, and maybe into next week. When should that person be going out with uh, chemical fertilizer, Padre? Yeah, so he he has two two and a half thousand gallons of of good slurry gone out. He yeah. probably has over 20 units of nitrogen out, he probably has another, what's the 20 units of P out, 15 units anyway, and he's probably 60 units of K. So, so we, unless exceptional growth comes, we've plenty out there to see us through February, like. So we're yeah. talking March at this stage, like, um, getting more out, because uh, as the price of fertilizer goes up, we need better growing response to make it economical, like. Um, so it's, I suppose, looking after the environment side of it, and the economics have to kick in as well. So from, from both points of view, we don't see any any reason to go out there if we have this good quality slurry gone out there um, on that silage ground. Um, we're not going to get a response for, from anything else other than that. So that's why I'd be saying probably early March, we'll come back looking at it again. And at, and at that stage, again, it's looking at growth rates and, and as was forecast in, in, the, in the following few days after spreading it as well. That we're, we're talking about yeah and then okay going then the next step and you've mentioned it already by putting out uh, the best uh, thickest slurry onto your uh, platform that you have stopped for silage uh, when should they go then with uh, a chemical fertilizer on their silage ground so i suppose most people um, may or may not graze it Mm -hmm. But I suppose we'd like to be getting the fertilizer out before Patrick's Day. Um, I suppose good quality silage as well. We've tend to gone away from good quality silage for a number of years, but I suppose there's a better emphasis back on it as well with concentrates costing 400, 450 a ton. So we're making good quality silage. So if we want to cut silage early, and I mean early 20s of May type of thing, we realistically need to be getting out that fertilizer the middle of March, weather permitting, we'll call it. Um, so if we have the slurry gone out, the decent quality slurry gone out in February, we grow our chemical fertilizer in March, then we're, we're, we're good to go then for the growing season on that silage ground. Um, yeah, and that's, and, 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 yeah, go on, yeah. And on the grazing platform, we're probably looking at urea, and if it hasn't, if it gets chemical fertilizer in urea now, 
it'll probably get slurried in after grazing in March, February. Um, and vice versa then. Whatever has got slurry won't be getting slurry again to be getting chemical fertilizer and, and, and the opposite way then anything that get gets uh, slurry will be getting straight urea the next round after grazing. So I suppose yeah, I suppose moving on to getting the cows out. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, grazing conditions are excellent at the moment. Um hopefully they'll continue like that. Um and we know the reason why we want to get them out, like we used to use the figure of two euro seventy with the price of milk and the price of everything feeding, um the value of getting a dairy cow out has gone to four euros a day. So every day we can get a cow out, it's, it's worth four euros a day. Beef stock is worth two euros a day. So there's a big gain to be getting, of, of getting them out. Um, I suppose putting a plan in place, we're always setting a target of 30, roughly 30% of your ground grazed by the 1st of March. The reason being, if it's grazed, it starts growing quicker. And we want grass there the second week of April. If we want grass there the second week, we need to have that grazed off before the 1st of March just to give it a chance to, to regrow for the second round um, I suppose that's our first our first one I suppose people letting grass out or cows out the grass at the moment we'll be targeting okay we have some fields that have big covers of grass on they were probably shut down maybe first week first 10 days of October um, like some people target getting cows out in those fields no they're not the ones we want to target getting cows out on because there's simply too much grass there for fresh calvers Fresh calvers, they won't have the appetite. So cow calves, we want to keep her inside for probably a couple of days after calving. Let her settle down again. Then she heads to grass. Like They're not going to have a big appetite. Mm-hmm. So we'd like to be going into the covers that were grazed off, we'll say, towards the end of October. They might have handy covers of grass on them, not heavy covers of grass, because we're basically training the cows into clean out covers again. And we won't have the cow power either. So we need yeah. appetites in cows, and we need numbers of cows calved to get into these heavy covers. So right. there's no point in letting a uh, small number of cows into a big heavy cover of grass. Let them into the light covers, get them up and running. And as well, if, if the weather stays dry, yeah, um, it could give you an opportunity maybe to get into the, the, the wetter parts of the farm as well, because we know the weather can change and we could get a washout of March or February that you won't be able to get into the wetter land. So if you can take that box and get that, that wetter ground grazed off as well, so it's, it's it's playing the weather as well, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time trying to get the third grade by the first of March, maybe in a bit longer than for for the for the heavier farms. Okay, well look at for this morning. So we we'll leave it there, Padraig. Thanks very much for joining us and for giving us all that very good advice. That listeners was Padraig Costigan, uh, who is a dairy advisor with Chagas here in the county. Listeners, during the week we lost. Padraig Walsh, former president of the IFA and a man who featured many times down through the years on this particular programme. I would like on my own behalf and on behalf of all my listeners to sympathise with his family on his passing and also to sympathise with his IFA family. He will surely be missed. Listeners, as I mentioned at the beginning of the programme this morning, I said I would be talking to uh, estate agents or auctioneers, call them what you like, from across the county. And I now have four 
auctioneers across the county. They're coming from the north, the south, the east and the west virtually. So Tipperary is going to be well covered. So the first man I'm going to speak to is Seamus Brown. And Seamus is over in Ross Gray. Good morning, Seamus, and thanks for joining us. Good morning, Jim, and thanks for having me on the show this morning. Yeah, based in Ross Gray, as you said, Jim, I'm in practice for heading on 30-odd, 35 years, I suppose, nearly at this stage. Um, mixed practice, rural practice. We do a good bit in, in land sales and land lettings and that. And goes without saying, this, this time of the year is our busiest time, uh, busiest time for lettings. And we have a number of, of instructions coming in for farm sales as well. Uh, the market on the letting side is, is very strong in my area because we've been in Ross Graver on that leash uh, offly border uh, so we'd have a, a kind of a mixed uh, use of land and we'd have a mixed quality of land uh, I suppose you get into the leash offly area you're getting closer to the sleeve bloom and that and then around the Ross Grey area um, you know the land tends to be that bit better uh, prices I suppose over the last 12 months or so have been kind of in the region for the good land 10 to 12 thousand an acre but we have been selling land for seven and eight thousand an acre depending on on access and location and 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 so on and i suppose the the rental side we we have um a 60 acre uh 58.3 acre lot on the go at the moment and there's a, a current offer of nineteen thousand on it so three three thirty an acre uh so it's all been in the region of that 300 to 350 euro per, per acre mm-hmm. uh, and that would be a six or seven year uh, six to seven year lease um, uh, interest is mainly coming from from the dairy sector. The stronger interest we we are letting land, of course, still for two and two hundred and fifty in that. But I suppose if 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 uh, if any landowner is lucky enough to have interest from from a, a dairy uh, dairy farmer, I suppose that that's where the that's where the strong price is coming from. Uh, and as you all know, there's changes there with irrigation and nitrates and mm. so on. So all all these factors are now coming into uh, account. Uh, and uh, and our, our customer base were very conscious of that. Okay, moving across the county, we have Owen Dillon. Owen, where are you from? Uh, I'm from RGA Owen Dillon Nina. Um, we cover a wide geographical area, basically from uh, Bursley, um up towards Portumna and across towards uh, Burr and to Shalig. So kind of um, between uh, John, Seamus and uh, James and Blockdurk. Well, I'd reckon now at times that Seamus will be jumping into your area. Uh, he comes in the odd time. We, 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 we raid his territory once or twice as well. <laughs> oh, okay. And in your particular area, and particularly over around Nina, uh, you know, what's trade like there? It's brisk. Um, uh, very good. Um, uh, the Probably the average land quality would probably be a little bit better than what Seamus would normally be geographical area mm-hmm. and James's but not not as good as John's um, uh, but there's some good strong farmers around and a uh, good competition for for any land that comes up we have to rent or for sale right okay and would you do more lettings than you would do sales of land uh, no I'd say about 50 50 50 50 yeah okay let me come here to John Stokes now we're moving way down uh, the county gone into the the south John, what's things like down there? Yeah, I'm, we're at John Stokes, REA Stokes and Quirk. We're based in Clomel. We've been in business for a good while now, since 1896. So we cover a, huge, a large geographical area. The Carrick and Shore, Clomel, Cashel, up to Thurles, and parts of Banch and that. And uh, we're finding at the moment a very strong trade out there at the moment. Lettings at the moment, they're on fire is the only word to describe it. We have dairymen 
bust and spend money. But it is a bit frightening when you can see the level that some of these dairymen are willing to go to for land. Um, in relation to sales, last year we had some very very good strong sales. A uh, big factor to sales last year was the majority of our sales were actually dairymen who bought extra land, which is kind of nice to see because they're they're they're, they're they're producers. Whereas historically around our area, the equine man would have been very strong, but we're still finding the dairyman now is going toe to toe and it's going very going very well in relation to lettings. We're finding a very strong demand this year, as as Seamus Nolan said. Nitrates, fellas looking for for, for in, looking for extra ground is is a big buzzword. They want to have extra ground, and if it's and if it's near a fellas grazing platform, they're willing to they're will they're willing to to open the pocket. But it is a bit frightening when you can see what 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 they are willing to go to for for the right parcel of ground. So, but what I found this year, and I think a lot of the lads would agree, we found a lot of our, our people that we're letting land for are happy to stay with the fellas they've had for the last couple of years because they're, they're getting paid and their big thing is we want to get paid, we want a continual source of income coming in. And we're finding that a lot now, that people are, you know, they're, even though there is talk of these big, big, big prices, the fellas are looking at the neighbour and saying, I'd rather deal with that man because I know he's sound and I'll get me money. And that's where we're finding. That's very important. And the final uh, man I have here is James Lee, up there in Newport, James. That's right, Jim. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm based in Newport on the border of Limerick and Tipperary. We're only about 10 miles from Limerick City, which is a, a big driver of a lot of our clientele on the residential front. But we operate out of REA John Lee, again established since 1940. Uh, we also have a livestock mart, Newport Livestock Mart. Our client base would be a good mixture of residential, agricultural, some commercial property, but mainly residential and agricultural. And no more than the lads, I suppose we cover a big area, North Tipperary, East Clare, West Limerick, a, a good coverage. And we've seen certainly sales last year were very strong. Noticed a number of business people coming back into the land market, as well as the dairymen, which were driving a lot of um, I suppose land prices um, but certainly the beef man was back there as well dry stock farmers did purchase a number of holdings from us um, our letting book would be quite strong a lot of our lettings would be on an annual basis rolling over year to year we have seen in the last number of years a tendency for long ter longer term leases due to the tax breaks that are there for owners and I suppose while prices are strong no more than John just said the client is as important as the price because you want your holdings to be looked after as well. No matter what type of money you get, it's very important that you have the right client in there. And I suppose that's where we see our job as part of getting the right person in there. Okay, can I come back to you, Owen? Mm -hmm. Particularly when farmers are buying land and a bit of land comes up for yeah. sale, do two or three farmers get together to buy a piece of land and divide it amongst them? Sometimes, but I haven't seen it that often recently. Uh, most of the parcels that come up are, seem to be quite small. So you're getting a, an average of maybe 25, 30 acres. Um, so it's not really worth their while dividing that between two or three. Um, yes, probably if a larger parcel was to come up, if there was to be a farm of 150 acres or whatever, then you could imagine two or three guys coming together to, to split it between them. But to my memory, I can only think of one case last year um, where it was a valuation of land that I did where two neighbours, rather than bidding against each other, decided they were going to split the farm to 30 acres, 15 acres each, we'll say. Um, but it doesn't happen that often, no. You're all also in the business where I've been more or less talking about farms, but you're all in the business of selling houses as well. 
uh, and uh, houses are something that seems to be very scarce at the moment if we're to believe everything we hear on our television screens and reading the property pages of the local local and national papers. So are, is residential property that scarce? Yes, is the answer, I okay. suppose, in, in, in short. Um, I mean, in my area, in Rosgrave area, there has been a house built since 2008 or new development since 2008. So it's 15, heading on 16 years now. And uh, the supply is getting tighter and tighter every year. The supply of rental property uh, has been low for a number of years. And I can see that the supply of properties on the market going the same way. Um, I mean, it, just being on that leash Offaly border, like we have Tullamore and we have Port Leash, both of those towns are within the Dublin commuter uh, catchment area. Uh, and in Port Leash, there's, there's seven sites running and they're selling new houses there for between 330 and 350,000 and selling and selling on all those sites. Uh, but, there's, there, but once they hit the Tipperary border, then we're just not getting the same traction. Uh, they all want to be within an hour's commute of Dublin. I suppose you have the motorway infrastructure. We do have it in Ross Gray, but we don't have the rail infrastructure. I think the rail is very important. Uh, there is a rail line that, that passes through three of our areas. It comes from Balarofi to Ross Gray and on to Nina and, and down by Newport, of course, and Bird Hill and on into Limerick. And I think if that line was developed, we, we'd, we'd certainly have Dublin money, if you want to call it that, uh, coming into the area, and that would, would encourage new developments because really a builder would need anywhere in the region of 330 to 350 thousand to, to even consider uh, opening a site and, and selling a house. Okay, thanks Seamus. Uh, coming to you John, you're in a, a, a very good area, Waterford City just down the road from you. Yeah, no, Clamel, very similar to what Seamus said, at the moment we're having, there are no new residential developments, mainly down to one factor, the cost of materials, the cost of construction and the price these houses would have to achieve to make it make the builders while to build these three bed semis. And also, thanks to the Green Party, they all have to be nearly A3 rated at this stage, which is A plus rated even at this mm-hmm. stage. And that's putting extra costs on builders and developers. So like in a big town like Clamel, we've got great employers like Mark Sharp and Dawn, we've got, we've got Bulmers, we've got, you know, a lot of very good multinationals. But there is no, uh, currently there's no new site being opened for the first time buyer for the three bed semi, mainly down to the fact that the cost of materials, the cost of construction, and the, they would have to be getting, as Seamus said, in excess of 300000 for a three-bed semi. OK, look, at I have to take an ad break, so th- the four lads will be with me. Uh, so stay with us here, stay listening to us. We'll have a roundtable discussion on all the things that are happening out there with James, John, Owen and Seamus in a few minutes' time. Listeners, you're welcome back. I still have the four guys with me, and uh, while the ad break was on there, we had a great chat amongst ourselves. So, uh, and we're going to going to take it up again with James Lee because he's the only one that has a cattle mart and sells cattle and sheep. How is the mart going, James? Well, Jim, it's yeah. We we cover everything from cows, cattle, yearlings, weanlings. We operate every Thursday in Newport at the livestock mart. It's family-run business for. Started at the back of my mother's house in uh, my mother and father's house in the main street and moved out the road um, to Foyle Darig in Newport back in 1979. And it's, I suppose, historically, it would have been uh, a dairy area back in the 70s and 80s, but that has graduated towards more mixed farming mm-hmm. enterprises now with mainly suckler and dry stock farming in the general area. Um, 
we have a good number of large dairy farmers around us as well. Um, but it's predominantly suckler and dry stock. But at the minute we see throughput is strong for the time of year. Cattle prices across the board, certainly beef has never been as dear mm-hmm. as it is now, um, which is driving a lot of um, the prices, certainly in the ring. And I've heard it commented several times that heavy cattle fit to fit to kill nearly would make as much in the ring as they would in the factory, um, oh. which is, you know, unusual to hear. The whaling trade is very strong. Um, and I suppose the, the price farmers are getting at the minute would need to be as high as it is because of the cost of inputs and meal and fertilizer. I know fertilizer probably has come back a small bit compared to this time last year, but um, farmers need every penny of it. Um, and also, I suppose, from the dairy point of view, milk has never been as dear. Um, uh, but again, the, there's, I suppose, the bigger, the bigger guys continue to get bigger and the smaller men are getting slightly squeezed out of it, which is just a concern. Yeah, a problem we have that, that we may lose eventually that Irish family farm, which is so important, mm-hmm. unfortunately, with the big boys getting into it. Okay, there are many things then that uh, affect your business and thereby affect uh, the citizen. And one of those is planning. Who wants to take up planning with me? Silence. I'll, I'll so, take it up, Seamus. Okay, Seamus. Okay. No problem. Um, yeah, I mean, planning is very contentious has been for for some time um uh you have uh, local need areas which basically means uh if, if there are certain areas that unless you're from that locality originally or you've been living in that locality for a minimum of 10 years you won't you won't get planning permission to build a one-off house um i suppose back in the day when 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 let it be the good times or the bad times when, when we were getting 100 grand plus for a site back 15 years ago it was worthwhile for a farmer to put up a site and and even if they paid their capital gains over just they had a lump sum that they could do something with uh, we transacted a sale of a site last year at forty five thousand. it's probably the first site we sold in in a number of years um but that kind of this was a site that was sold would you believe it originally for about a hundred thousand and sat there and wasn't built on uh, and eventually the owner conceded and sold it on for 45 but most farmers I find that they, they, they'll put more value than, than the 40 or 45,000 on the acre then take a tour off and take costs over they're probably back to about 25 so they'd sooner hold their acre than, 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 than turn it on uh, and then I suppose you have the challenges for, for, for the for the, per, for the purchaser uh, there's, a, there's a big cost now in applying for planning there's an unknown uh, you could be into six, seven, eight thousand euro of a loss, uh, and maybe no planning at the end of it, and not even no planning. But you could be uh, twelve months, you could be eighteen months, depending on further information, depending on design, depending on, on a, a lot of factors. Um, so the the uptake for sites has been low, but in saying that, the the, the supply of sites has been low too. So over over the last number of years, sites have been slowly withdrawn from 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 the market because of mm-hmm. combination of, of 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 the different different issues that I mentioned. Um, and then, of course, you have the cost factor. I mean, we're back again to to the to build cost cost material, uh, labour, and so on. Uh, I know you have a fantastic house at the end of an A-rated house, but uh, and it's 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 you get it back as they say, like the solar panels and so on over the lifetime. But you have to have the money up front to to, to get it back over 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 the over the the number of years that you're going to live there. Yeah. So planning is a, is a problem. Owen, can I come to you? You live in a, an expanding town, which is Nina. And, of course, uh, 
I suppose, land zoned industrial for industrial use. Is there much of that in Nina? Because I was, when I go to Nina now, the town seems to be spreading out in all directions and it's nearly always uh, industrial expansion. Um, so basically the year before last, we sold uh, 30 acres of uh, land that was zoned industrial on the edge of town. Um, we sold it to Tipperary County Council and Tipperary County Council are now offering um, individual sites within that. So essentially they're off, offering service sites to any factor industry that wants to come and, and start up in Nina, they will sell them a site at market value, um, but it's fully serviced and ready. Um, there isn't that much industrial zone land around town. Um, and I think the Tipperary County Council were conscious they didn't want the land controlled by any one person or there to be no supply of new sites. So hence probably why they, they bought it and were very proactive in, in, in acquiring it. Um, and making sure that land was there if an employer did want to come to town and, and create um, jobs. Um, uh, we've sold some land that recently and are about to agree to sell of some land that was zoned a few years ago and that, but like a lot of them are being bought by farmers and they're paying top dollar for it. Um, they're beating the industrialist, shall we say, that wants to buy it or the builder who wants to build houses on it. Uh, the dairy farmer is winning, uh, which is unusual, but at the moment they are. Yeah, right. All right. Let's hope it, it lasts because uh, all the indications are that uh, the milk price will drop a bit in 2023. Can I come to you, John? You know, we, we mentioned there while we were while the break was going that uh, things like trying to get a water connection to a site and you also were talking about you know, doing up these houses that are now derelict that Darrow O'Brien, the minister, talks about getting done and has given grants. Is that going to help your business? I know the water's going to slow down. Yeah. But yeah, well, Irish, Irish water, as anyone will tell you, are a nightmare to deal with. They're very slow, ponderous. ESB aren't, aren't great either at the moment. But what we're finding at the moment with a lot of these small rural towns is that they've listed, they've listed structures, they've listed buildings in there. They're prohibitively expensive to do up. And they need to encourage people to reinvigorate the town centres. They've introduced this grant now, which is a real favourable thing, where they're giving 30 to 50 grand of a grant for an owner-occupier to do up an existing building that's been vacant for more than two years, which is a very positive thing, which, is t- which, which, which will help matters. But I think that with a lot of our towns... With the, they've nearly listed too many houses and too many too much stuff and it's prohibitively expensive to do do things up. But saying that in Clamel, for argument's sake, we have a, we have a shop at the moment that we're after doing up. We're doing up the ground floor into retail and we're after doing up the overhead accommodation into the living overhead the shop, mm-hmm. which is positive. If we can encourage more of that through our rural towns, it'll reinvigorate the towns. Because like the towns like Clamel, we've got to do something to reinvigorate the town centres because the outer town has killed Clamel. Until we start reinvigorating the town centre, we're in trouble. Right. OK, so that's, uh, that's that. What else then? What could be done? I suppose you're in the business of uh, land and we need houses. What, in your uh, experience, would be one thing that government could do that would, I suppose, free up far more houses or get people to build more houses? I suppose, Jim, yeah, they need to look at, I suppose, the policy. It comes back to the policy at the, the end of the day. I mean, I know where we are in Newport, they've actually dezoned a lot of land that was zoned residential in right. the last year in the new development plan. 
And I mean, that's not encouraging anyone to, number one, put land on the market. Number two, builders won't come in and look at anything that's outside the town boundaries. Mm-hmm. And it, it's making the pot smaller. Um, but again, it goes back to John's point, the infrastructure, the services, the utilities, they need to be more proactive about dealing with it. And the cost of it is, I mean, it's, it is prohibitive. But at the, at the end of the day, when you take your VAT uh, and your stamp duty and all your charges out of the cost of building a property that comprises the bulk of it mm-hmm. and I think they need to look at that and start there ok and ju- and just actually yes, on sure. that I mean it's uh, something that we haven't mentioned is this new development land tax that's coming in in 2024 which is 3% of the market value of the land now a lot of this land has been farmed. It might be zoned and zoned by default, and and not that the owner. There seems to be. Uh, I, I know what James said, but we have a development plan going up and a review in Ross Gray currently ongoing as well, and you can make submissions and so on. But it's very much at the discretion of planners to decide to zone banks of land, and maybe this land is in the family for the last hundred hundred, and they have no intention of of development or selling. Mm-hmm. And there could be like we we have a couple of dairy farmers touching the mm-hmm. town. And I can't see them start, starting to carve off uh, sections of land and so on. And and uh, but I, I I just think that three percent is going to is going to cause a lot of problems um, next year. And and it was brought in by the government. You you mentioned a, a yeah. positive that would would get it. Mm. It was brought in, but I you know again it's 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 been dealt with by 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 tax. I I don't know if that's that. My opinion is not the way to do it. Uh, I know there are, um, um, uh, you know, there's there's lots of help there for first-time buyers for 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 new houses and so on. But in 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 Ross Gray now we're still selling three-bed semis for 180, 190,000. Um, you know, like we're 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 well off the mark of, of of a new house. What's the solution? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 in fairness to the government, they don't have any control over the price, material, labour, and so on. There's external forces there in, in, in war in Ukraine, and I mean, it's affecting farming inputs, it's affecting building inputs, uh, and we were starting to close the gap, but um, since COVID, that gap has got as wide as ever. So, I, you know, it's hard to know what the answers are, and, and it's, 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 a, it's a political football. I mean, this is, this is the one that, that, that every government has fallen down on. Okay, do you want to come in there? Yeah, I think that there's one very simple thing that will, would solve a lot of the derelict houses or abandoned houses in towns and villages, and that's an amnesty. So essentially, a lot of them, if you look at a lot of the houses, there's a reason why it can't be sold, right? There's no title, right? Or there's a problem with the title. Or, unfortunately, as we all saw, a terrible case in Cork a couple of weeks ago, somebody was found who had passed away at their house 20 years ago. Why didn't somebody knock on the door? For 20 years, that house was boarded up, right? And we all know those houses in our towns and villages. So, like, there should be some simple system there whereby... If a house, if the councillor, member of the public can identifies a house that's derelict and vacant and abandoned, that they can go to a state body like the land registry and to say that house is empty, who owns it? And if they don't own it, they can apply to a section of the court to get ownership transferred into that person's name at whatever market value and let that value then be distributed to the government or for some housing. But they could very easily solve that, that a house could be come back into the system from being derelict and, and vacant abandoned in three to six months. And, okay, yes, due process has to happen and whoever is legally entitled to the house should have a right to object or whatever to it, mm. but it has to happen. And, like, we have a case at the moment where there's a beautiful three-bed semi-detached house in town. Um, unfortunately, the lady who owns it is has dementia or Alzheimer's and she's in a nursing home. Uh, her family moved her over to the UK to the nursing home to be with them because they're in the UK. 
they have power of attorney in the UK to act on her behalf, um, but the power of attorney in the UK doesn't apply to properties in Ireland. So the advice from the solicitor is, unfortunately, that they have to wait for that lady to pass away before anything can happen with the house. We cannot even rent out the house because we can't get insurance on it, okay? So surely somebody should be able to apply simply to a high court judge or whatever it is system here that the judge can say, yes, that family should be entitled to rent out that house or sell it or do what they want with it rather than leave it derelict for, semi-derelict for the next, that lady could live 20 years. I think we'll send you to Dal Aaron for us. Uh, look at, I'm out of time, lads. Uh, just before you go, okay, Seamus, if somebody wants to talk to you, where do they get you? Main Street, Ross Gray, in the county of Tipperary, obviously, uh, 0505 Okay, uh, thanks very much, Seamus. Owen? Uh, Kenyon Street, Nina, uh, 067 33468. Uh, John Stokes. Jokes. John Stokes, REA Stokes and Quirk here in Clamel, 052-6121788. And James Lee, okay. REA John Lee, Main Street, Newport, County Tipperary, 061-378-121. Now we've been talking about REA. Will anybody tell me what REA stands for? Real Estate Alliance. Thank you very much to the four of you and the best of luck and I hope you all have a really good 2023. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Listeners, my next guest this morning is Michael Griffin. And Michael is the chairman of the Upper Church Drum Band, GAA. And any of you that have been driving around the country since sometime last summer, and Michael will tell me what time last summer, you will see signposts up around the road that they are raffling a tractor. And we're fast approaching the date of the raffle. And Michael is with me to tell me how they're getting on. And I was trying to uh, ask some of my listeners there who are in bad need of a new tractor to enter into the draw. Michael, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks very much, Jim, for having me and uh, giving me the the opportunity to to promote our tractor raffle on your show. Um, Just as as you said there, we have been on the road uh, a good while, uh, going back to... The 9th of July last year was when we launched this fundraiser. Um, the reason we're doing the fundraiser is because we're, we're purchasing land around our facilities in Drumban, which we're badly in need of. Um, we have done a lot of work developing our facilities so far uh, over the last number of years, and we're basically utilising everything we have. So now with the extra land, we need funds to, to purchase that land and also then to develop the land afterwards. So... After exploring a number of different ideas, we said, what could we go with that would appeal to a wide audience and a rural community as we're a rural club? So we came up with the idea then of raffling a brand new John Deere 6140M tractor, um, which we're sourcing from Temple Tuohy Farm Machinery, butlers in in Temple Tuohy. So so we launched that back in in July the 9th um, on a nice summer's evening in in Drumban. So we've been around the country um, in a lot of places, um, we've sold sold tickets at Garth Brooks concerts, at GAA matches, at at the Ploughing Championship, um, at race meetings, and you know various various venues around the country, particularly matches. So we've had a great time over the summer, and as you say, we're heading towards the draw date now, on March fourth, Saturday, March the fourth. The draw will take place in the Templemore Arms at our annual at our annual social on that night. Right, okay. And, you know, it must be a very big task to go out to all the events that you went to 
2022 and now we're into 2023 and put a team out there because some days there'll be more than one event on and you'd have a team here and a team there Would yeah that be right? yeah exactly yeah. and you know we have we have that situation coming up i suppose the bank holiday weekend in february where we're going to be in Torless mart um we're going to be at the hearty cup final on, on the sunday in um in Torless simple stadium as well selling tickets so there's going to be opportunities coming up for people and um, we'll be in T- Templemore Mart as well during the month of February and we're also going to Obama Plaza and setting up there on the 11th Saturday the 11th of February so um, you know there's great volunteer and there's a great buzz in the parish and in the club um, to make this a, a big success because everybody will benefit and they'll see the benefit of it. A lot of people will buy tickets and won't know an awful lot about Upper Church, uh, Drumban, GAA, even though you've had a good year in 2022. Yeah, no, no we, we have. Uh, our brand was very strong in 2022, which, you know, we we hit the headlines, I suppose, in that we, we got to the county football final senior for the first time and we were in the semi-final at the Hurland and we won the under-21 A mid-title in football for the first time and we won the junior A Hurland county final as well so um it's, yeah. it's easy spread the, the upper church name i suppose with, with that level of success behind you and um it was great yeah and in case then anybody doesn't know like exactly where the pitch is but sure it's right opposite drum band co-op yes which of course is significant with all the agricultural activity that happens in the parish exactly yeah it's over there you know it's just yeah. off the main newport to, to Turles. Turles Road, so um, it's an, an ideal location, and you know Upper Turstrum Ben is is surrounded by two parishes on the north, south, or the north, mid, and west. Um, you know we've Drum and Holy Cross, Temple Derry and Boris Lee, and Clonolty and um, Sean Tracy. So we're right in the middle, you could say. Mm-hmm. So an ideal location. So once we get this second pitch and get it developed, it'll be a huge benefit and a huge facility for the GA community um, broadly. Uh, on top of ourselves you know in addition to, to to using it ourselves right and getting back then to what the money is going to be used for how much land is involved that you're trying to buy so we're purchasing 12 12 and a half acres so the 12 and a half acres sort of wrap around us in in an l shape so we'll be able to have a second pitch parallel to our, our current pitch and we'll have a, a juvenile pitch down at the end of our current pitch and and the new pitch and we'll be able to extend our or hurling wall and astroturf area as well but they're plans that we're going to do over the next number of years so the first the first thing is secure the pitch um, and secure the land and then we develop it and needless to mention you'll be getting some assistance from central council will you yeah i mean there will be grants along the yeah. way you know there's a, a monster council grant for for land purchase and then as you develop as you develop your facilities and do capital expenditure you will get opportunities to apply for sports capital grants and um, once for council grants. Good, yeah, and that, that's important as well. That's very important. Tell me this, uh, uh, Michael, is there only one prize? There's only one prize on the night. It's the, we think it's a very big, very big prize. Um, it's 100,000 in cash, yes. or you take the, the tractor, which mm-hmm. is valued at 125,000, including the VAT. So um, the tractor is... We ordered it last June, so it's now sitting outside in Temple Tui, in Temple Tui Farm Machinery, um, ready to be to be driven off for by its new owner. 
ready to be driven off. Ready to be ready driven, to off, driven yeah. off, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, a, it's, uh, it's oh, And don't be giving away any secrets now on this in case anybody uh, finds out where the tractor is sitting <laughs> idle idle for the last, uh, you know, a number of months. Yeah. So we're now on the final drive. Uh, is there anybody that you would particularly like to ask uh, or to thank or to highlight? Well, sure, I mean, you have to thank the whole Upper Trustrum Band GA organisation and friends of the club who... Who took it upon themselves to take tickets and, and sell them to you know friends family work colleagues whoever mm -hmm. so so there was a huge effort gone in there so i really want to want to thank them um you know i want to thank everybody who supported us so far and who's purchased a ticket you know we we have a target to sell eight thousand tickets we're we're shy of it at the moment so anyone who's out there who hasn't got a ticket um please reach out and, and support us you can buy them it's 50 euro and the the prize is, as I said, a hundred thousand or a brand new one hundred and forty horsepower six one forty M John Deere tractor. Right, so, uh, as we said at the beginning, an absolutely wonderful prize. Yeah. And we're now you're now into the last, uh, well, little over six weeks, and it's yeah, all over. So a little over six weeks, yeah. But um, you know, you said about the prize, but mm -hmm. we have had a number of bonus draws along the way right. for people who would purchase tickets. So you know, we've had five bonus draws so far and then we're going to have our last bonus draw in the middle of february and then the the big the big prize draw then on the fourth of the fourth of march so anybody listening to us this morning michael if they want to be into the bonus draw do you only have a few days now to get a few days uh, 50 to euros go, to you yeah to get the 50 euro to buy the ticket yeah. so i mean you know they can buy it from any friend of upper church and band ga who has tickets and um, they can buy it in local local shops and drum band mm -hmm. co-op and and the pubs around around upper church and band parish they can buy it over in mace and belly cahill or online um win a new john deere.ie is the website if you go onto that website you'll be able to buy your ticket and do your transaction there or alternatively you can um, contact me and you can buy it over the phone so my telephone number <laughs> if, if you right you better give us the telephone number so michael it's 087-745-9506 and um we can do the transaction over the phone and we'll post out the ticket to you so um that's and as I said, there's upcoming events then as well, like the Marts. We're going to be doing some of the Marts in Templemore and Turles in February. Obama plays on the eleventh, on the eleventh of February, um, and you know, yeah. Well, the Marts are the most important ones, I'd imagine, at the moment. Yeah. Other exactly. than maybe, uh, hopefully, a lot of people might have fifty euros in their pocket going to uh, the Doctor Hearty Cup yeah. final. <laughs> Very unique pairing in uh, in oh, this exactly. year's yeah yeah, yeah. it's the first ever isn't it yeah the first ever so it's 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 something that is unique. Well, look at I want to thank you ever so much for dropping in yeah and uh, sharing all that with us, and may I encourage all my listeners uh, and particularly those in the agricultural world, if you want to have a cheap tractor, here's your opportunity now. Would you ever? minds making contact with any of those places that michael has mentioned and you can buy a ticket and if you're the winner it'll be one cheap tractor wanted for 50 euros sure will. thanks very much jim that listener was michael griffin who is the chairperson of the upper church tumban gaa that listeners is ag report for this week i hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll join me Jim Finn at the same time next week for another Ag Report on Tip FM. Coming up next is the news at 10 o'clock and after that 
Eamon DeWire presents Down Your Way. 